Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new? Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk if you talk to the people from the board. Why? Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez. And today I have a, it's going to be a fun show I have here today at the Angelo Funges. Did I say it right, the Angelo? Yeah, that's how you say it. Yep. How you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you? Hey, question for you. We're going to be talking about comedy, but I have a question. Um, are you originally from Rochester? Yeah, actually, I was originally uh, from Minneapolis, but I've lived in Rochester since I was about six years old. So okay, I grew up in this area. So, this is um, if you don't mind. How long ago did you graduate from high school? Uh, 2013, so about seven years ago. Okay, and um, so how did you get into comedy? Comedy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to think like, oh man, that's that's awesome. How? What was the thing that ignited for you? Uh, it actually comedy was never really on my radar I just knew I wanted to be an entertainer you know and um, I wanted to be a singer and a dancer so bad growing up and that was my junior year of high school and uh, we were setting up graduation for the group that was graduating the year before us and they needed someone to do a sound check so I grabbed the mic and you know every school has that like crazy incident that always yeah. happened and so I just started talking about all the different crazy stuff that's going on in my three years of being in school and I just had about 40 people in the gym and they were dying so the principal came in, unbeknownst to me, and he overheard some of the stuff I was saying, so he pulled me out the stage, and instantly I just knew I was in trouble. Um, but then he pulls into the hallway, and he's trying to hold it together and not laugh in front of the other students, and then he just told me, he's like, hey, you should do stand-up comedy. Like, you're pretty funny. And I was like, ah, whatever. Then I um, heard it a couple more times, and then when I graduated, finally, I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a try. And How I, was that in the classroom? Were <laughs> so you ever labeled uh, class? Oh. I mean, some of, some of my teachers were cool, but I'm sure I had a couple that hated me because I, I just always had something something to say back, especially my Spanish teacher. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. for the people who's listening here in Rochester, where did you go to school? I went to school actually in Spring Valley, um, okay. just about 20 minutes south yep. of here. Um, I went to Kingsland High School, yeah, so I graduated from. Oh, a small <laughs> small town. Oh, yeah, I was the only black dude to the school. <laughs> How was that growing up? It was interesting. I talk about it a little bit in my act. So, I mean, if there's anybody who's interested to hear me go more in-depth on it, um, definitely come to the show because that's kind of my perspective of the world. It's okay. going, you know, big city to small town America. So Okay. So we're going to be, well, let's talk about it and then we'll bring that up again. D'Angelo is going to be MC a show that is coming up here to Rochester, Minnesota. Um Big big names are coming. It's gonna be on November fifteenth, and so is that a Saturday? Yeah, that'll be. Uh, I believe it's a Friday. Friday, Friday November fifteenth. Yep, November fifteenth uh, at this Rochester Civic Theater. That's a great location. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's, fun. It's a great location, right on downtown. Saturday night, you have the parking right there. If it's cold, you'll be indoor all the way. Oh yeah, no worry about that. Free parking downtown um good early if you still want to do something else 
But uh, you're going to have a DJ, too, DJ Julio. Oh, yeah, DJ Julio. He's good, man. I'm, he's I'm, great. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. So it'll be a fun night. So November 15, doors open at 7, so they have a cash bar there. You can come early. Oh, yeah. There'll be concessions and everything yeah. for people who do come a little early. So tell us who, who's go, who else is going to be. Uh, the feature act is actually be a hilarious guy that I just worked with recently. His name is Pierre Douglas, uh, one of the co-founders of Baddies Comedy Club, um, which also hosted uh, Kevin Hart's Heart of the City. Okay. Um, so he's got a real high-energy guy, um, can connect with the audience really well. He's a really good, really good, funny comedian, so I think people will really connect with him. Okay. And then the headliner is a gentleman that I look up to. Uh, his name is Shed G. Uh, this guy, I've watched him kind of just boom in the last two to two and a half years that I've known him myself, and he's kind of been all over. Um, yeah, I was learning about him, and he was a DJ in the Twin Cities, and yeah. he got really big, and then felt that the cities he needed to grow, and he went oh, yeah. somewhere else, and then he started doing movies. and Yeah, I've seen him open for quite a few big names, even just buying tickets and going to different shows like Michael Black's, and just, yeah, several comedy shows just recently. It just seemed to be elevated, so I mean... So he's definitely don't want to miss his his set at all. Yeah. Well, I want I want to go back to you cuz uh you're the local celebrity here so <laughs> so you graduate. What is the next step? How do you bring that up? Or how how what was that first time that you identified yourself? You tell somebody I'm a comic. Um the first time was kind of just when I finally worked up the courage to get like family to come. Because, you know, I, I went to college right away and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then there's that period of, all right, what are you going to do with your life? And when I was doing this for a while, I never really had a bad time doing it. Um, so I was always consistently kind of hitting a rhythm. So when I got to probably about six months, I decided, you know what, I feel like now I'm comfortable with using the term, I'm a comedian. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of, it's just a touch and go for a while, just seeing if it was something I was able to stick with. So And so where was the first... Uh, where do you guys push her the first time? Um, As a, like in my, a stage. Oh, my first time As performing. As an open mic and stuff. First time performing was actually at uh, across the street, the old uh, C4 building, or Creative Salon is what oh, it used yeah, to be called. I remember. Yeah, uh, Thursday night, that was my first time. My first time performing at a comedy club was the following weekend. Following week, excuse me. Thursday, November 23rd, 2017. Or 2018, excuse me, at Goonies Comedy Club before they relocated across town. So okay, yeah, that was <laughs> that was quite the experience because back then I was competing with uh, like Thursdays on first, you know. Yeah. So, so Thursdays they used to have open mic. Yeah. Oh, did they still do that? Yeah, they still do it. Actually. Every Thursday open yep, every mic. Every Thursday. Yeah. So what do they give you? Five minutes, seven minutes? Or? Um. Well, I'm kind of at a different level now, so I kind of no. Get well, to- back then, when let's say somebody's trying to. Do what you did. Yeah. When what you, was the when, first steps? When you're just getting into it, you have the option of three to five minutes. So, okay. Yeah, you talk to the host, and then he puts you down for three to five. How does so. it feel? Uh, <laughs> that Does it feel long? <laughs> that first three minutes, especially if you're not hitting right away, is the longest three minutes of your life. Man. And do you go with it? What was your style? Do you come with the joke or just kind of storytelling and then go on from there? or? I remember being nervous and just, like, saying stuff. I don't even remember what I said. I just remember just wildly just saying stuff because I had about five guys go ahead of me. So, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot to take in at once. But you, Were you able to do eye contact or you just kind of blank the lights and I remember try the, to get your material out? <laughs> the first, like, 30 seconds I closed my eyes. I didn't want to see anybody just to see how it would go. And then when I got those first couple of chuckles, I opened my eyes, and then I just tried to stare at the sign, the exit sign in the back of the room. 
Because I'm thinking if this don't go well, that's where I'm headed next. You know? <laughs> I'm out of here. So, yeah, that's... that's and uh, so you do few of those, and then what happened? Does the comedy club kind of offer you just keep coming? How, what, what is the transition? Where, how somebody... Uh, well, like the transition from doing the open mic to like kind of advancing. To be a feature or, or invite, you know, to be... Well, or I, you just have to do door knocking all I, over. I'm going to say this. I say everybody's journey is different. I Correct. know there were guys that worked at the club consistently and, you know, they got that bid from, you know, the guys who were higher up at the time. Like, hey, come do a set. For me, um, it was a little different, actually. I didn't, I didn't get it from within the comedy club right away. Actually, it took me a few years before I did get that nod from the club okay yeah mine was a little different i had a gentleman who was coming through visiting mayo and he actually was a manager for a well-known comedian um back in the day okay and he just happened to like my style and he gave me his information and then he kind of stayed in contact with me and then in about a month and a half after i met him i was on a plane on my way to florida and he set me up with a couple of gigs down there and i've wow. yeah, been working off and on ever since then okay so you before we started uh this conversation you were sharing with me that you've been now uh, exposed to different venues all over. Oh, yeah. So is that through this agent or just is, uh, people kind of contact you or, or messaging or um, you knocking doors? I mean, uh, asking for opportunities. How does that work? Kind of a different combination of things. So I had a, a decent run with uh, Snapchat. So I would post these okay. like 30 second clips. And then I started to get quite a large file. I got up to over 100,000 at one point. And then I just started putting my email on there and getting emails from people in different areas um, that just liked what I was doing at the time and okay. to come work with them. So, so why other social media platforms people can reach out to you, um, check most, out your stuff? Mostly uh, Snapchat is going to be the easiest one. Um, I have my own fan page on Facebook listed under the name King Funch. Um, YouTube's another one. If you, it's the same name as well. I keep okay. all my social media platforms under the same name, so pretty much all of them. Okay. So at that time, who were you living with? Uh, at the time, I was living with my parents. Just kind so of. how how you break that to them? <laughs> Basically, I came to them and was like, look, neither one of y'all graduated high school. Don't judge me. <laughs> and uh, my mom was supportive. My dad really wanted me to get into something that was financially stable. And then when he came to the first show and he saw me perform, he just he knew. He was like, yeah, this is what you should be doing. So they were very supportive after they kind of got the, the hang okay. of it after a second. So, yeah. And then, uh, so... But at this stage, you still have a job. How do you manage that? Travel, uh, performance, schedule, your job? Well, I work for a really great company that when they hired me, um, I kind of laid... I remember in the interview, he asked, he's like, in five years, what do you see yourself? And I looked him dead in the eye, and I'm like, not working for you. And <laughs> so he gave me an opportunity to elaborate. So they've been really generous with um, allowing me to do my comedy career, um, especially on the weekends, since I'm usually off. Okay. And then those days during the week, as long as I give them a good enough heads up, they're pretty good about it. So I work for an awesome company. And how, how's the... Um How's the environment when when you travel and you go into a new air a new new spot new city with the local comics? Uh, Do they how is that little jealousy? How does that work? It it kind of depends on who you really talk to. I I just kind of stated myself because I understand there's there's people who just will never see it from your side, but. Um, so I guess I don't really pay too much attention to it, but it, there is that like angst of how are they going to respond to me. When you go into a new location, you know, there's always that. But um, I just kind of have, yeah, have my routine. I stick to it, and it works for me. So. And so at this, mo at this time, 
how how many minutes was your or depends also if you had new material or something happened or your travels to that destination do you come up with something or oh yeah um depending on the location um if i don't know enough about it i try to you know get a feel for the people just going to different places before a show or just even kind of looking stuff up seeing what's going on in the news something that they can connect to that's a current event for their area so okay yeah how's your travels these days on there on through security in the airports I can share with uh, my experience as a Latino man. Man, I, I get pulled every time and I get searched, which is, I mean, if it's for my own safety, that, but it gets to a point where like, I, every time it's just me. I mean, uh, so going through the airports is interesting because I've noticed it just really depends on the region. So, like, up in the Midwest, not generally, I'm not on their radar. Like, I, I guess I don't have the complexion they're looking for. But I've been down south a couple of times, uh, like Florida. I always get hassled in Florida. Um, I went to Georgia one time, and um, it was outside of Atlanta, so it was like, I just remember them stopping me. And I remember just being like, come on, bro. You know. <laughs> you know I'm not your target audience here. So, yeah, there's always that, man. But it's usually it's no, no stress normally. It's always after the show is when I run into yeah. issues with people after that. So, yeah. Hey, tell me, tell me a little bit about... Um, how do you feel now that these big names that are coming to, to town, to Rochester, in a setting like the Civic Theater? Oh, man. It's, and for you to be, you know, be part of it. I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity. I think um, for two reasons. One, it, it's going to help me in my career. It allows me to have a lot of cool things on my resume, things I can use to kind of springboard me into better opportunities. But then also, I think we live in, like, outside of Minneapolis, Rochester is one of those communities where it's kind of slept on, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's great that we can get stuff like this going at a local level where people know me. I'm not just somebody mm -hmm. that used to live here that moved away. And it allows people to see that, you know, anything is possible if you work for it. And then also the opportunities that this allows other people working on music and different things that they know that they don't have to necessarily drive to the cities to make it happen. It can all happen right here in the city, like right in town. So... Um, yeah, it's just an amazing opportunity. Guys like Shed would even give me the opportunity to open for them, and you know, people like Pierre to want to work with me. So yeah, yeah, definitely blessed on that level. What about um, what is your I want to say preferred topic, or what is on your arsenal usually? Oh, just um, just so people get to know you a little bit. So uh, my arsenal kind of consists of just like um, visual ob observations, excuse me, um, just, you know, reflecting on my life and my time, um, quick whips, it, like things going on kind of in the audience. I try not to pick on people in the audience, but so, you know, as long as people stay quiet during the show. Oh, man, I, I need to share, I need to share with you. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I don't know if you remember this while ago. Um, they used to bring comedians, uh, comics at... Um, Holiday Inn Express okay. down in Broadway. Yeah. Just, now it's gone, and now it's a new hotel there. Yeah. Um, so I went there one one night, and okay, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good. Then I went back the next week. They were coming weekly, and then it was the same uh, uh, comedian. And we were in the front. It was uh, my wife and me. And, and then he started picking on me, like, oh, look at this guy. He's all tired. How long have you guys been married? Look at you. You look so bored. <laughs> and I was I was bored, to be honest, because he was saying exactly the same jokes from the week before. Zero new material. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, well, send material. Oh, you should see his face. He just, uh, he didn't have a comeback for that. I said, well, you just sent the same jokes last week. What oh, do you expect? Oh, he was mad and he just walked away from the stage. And then everybody <laughs> just laughed. And like, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't, it's kind of nervous, you know, when you sit at the front and you're like, oh, no. If, but as long as, you know, if you have a good. Oh, yeah. Good, so good experience. The key is is that if you're going to perform in the same area, you should probably have a decent amount of jokes <laughs> before you take that gig. But I don't know. I mean, every comedian is different. So. Yeah, 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 I understand. So what else, uh, what is your um, bigger tour that you have taken? Multiple, multiple uh, dates. Or you usually try to do one per weekend. Well, right now what I'm doing is I don't want to overwork myself. Um, I'm getting a lot of opportunities in this area um, oh, as of more recently, and so my material has got to be able to live around this area. You know, I don't want to keep telling people tickets to the same jokes. So um, I try to just take ones here and there that I think are worthwhile, and then uh, anything outside of this area I take right away. So I just don't necessarily have a tour set up as much as I kind of just I get emails and I respond according to kind of what they need, so... Yeah, and I mean, so how how that works when somebody, for example, that you were in Miami, how does that work? Does the um, the club or the manager do they pay for your expenses, your travel? Or how that work? How how does that deal works? I think it kind of just varies on who you're working with. So the like with the last one that I just did, um, where I just got back recently from Miami, um, they they were willing to pay my travel expenses, and then you know you negotiate, yeah, and then you negotiate your pay from there. So some places from what I've worked with before, we'll have some kind of lodging situation set up. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really cost them much mm -hmm. uh, or they'll reimburse you for at least a portion of what you spend to get there. So I think honestly, it all depends really on you as a comedian and how well they view your talent. I, I always think that um, if you're worthwhile, they'll spend the money. So that's, that's what I think. So um, I think, like I said, social media has helped me a lot. It's given me a, a good, what I'd say, word of mouth. So a lot okay. of people spread my material just from what they've seen online. Um, so it allows me to come through with a foot in the door. Um, this got me a lot of opportunities. So I, it really just kind of depends on who you are and what they're looking for. So. Have you done any Thanksgiving material? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't actually gotten the chance to perform near Thanksgiving. It's always been like Christmas or New Year. So I'm thinking... Okay. Yeah, no, but share some stories about Thanksgiving, you know, because everything, uh, yeah. always something goes crazy. Oh, yeah, for or sure. holidays or Halloween or New Year's. Oh, yeah. Have you done any New Year's shows? Uh, just one. That was uh, 2016. I did one, but I did terrible. I was, really? <laughs> I was still new at it. Oh, um, where was that? That was, uh, I was in Austin, Minnesota. I can't remember. It was a hotel that they had. They do, like, events there. Yeah. I think they do, like, the UFC stuff there. I was down there. At, okay. Yeah, I, I was young, man, so it was like a little slightly older audience. Oh. So I was just rambling a lot of mumbo-jumbo that didn't make any sense to them. And then at one point, somebody yelled. He was like, who is this guy? I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I'm D'Angelo, y'all have a good night. Just <laughs> had to wrap it up right there. So, oh, yeah. Have you been um, boo out of the stage? No, that's never happened to me. That's um, good. The worst is happening though is you just get like dead crickets, like nobody. Yeah, no reaction. No reaction is no at good. all. Yeah. Oh, and what 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 has been your bigger uh, success or good good uh, exchange with the crowd? Good 
good vibes. Oh, uh, the best are always when you get people who come up and repeat your jokes after okay. the show. That's always my favorite. Like, I did a show at Goonies. They actually let me host um, one of their Thursday night events. And we wound up running out of chairs. We had so many people come that wanted to see the show. And um, I just had people coming up that were reciting different jokes. That's always the best is when people remember what you said versus just thinking you're funny, you know, being memorable. So That's great, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, so for the the people who is coming, planning to come for this uh, show on November 15th for Funk and Funny at the Civic Theater, prices are really good. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you buy in advance, it's fifteen dollars, uh, twenty dollars at the door, yep. and like like we said, it's from doors open at seven, shows starts at eight, probably what walking out around eleven, probably if you stick around for yeah for music and yeah, um, I know they have a set time. I don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yeah, I would assume just between ten thirty, eleven, somewhere in that okay. record, yeah. So, yeah, even if you get a babysitter, it's oh, yeah. reasonable time. Yeah, we'll or if you want to keep before. going. <laughs> we'll get you home before midnight, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, what can you tell me about um, the group who's putting this show together? Uh, well, a little bit about uh, yeah, it's kind of Fat Dude Productions and all that. Oh, yeah, Fat Dude Productions. Uh, he's uh, Jeremy, is what I call him. He's a great guy to work with. Shout man. out. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy. He, uh, he's very, very, very professional gentleman, uh, very consistent with, with everything he does, follows through pretty much on all the stuff he says he's going to do. Um, but most importantly, I think he's just a go-getter. Like He's not afraid to you know put his money out there and take a chance and get something going. I think for him... I think it's bigger than just what he's going to make off the show. It's more about producing good quality live entertainment for the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, just producing those opportunities for other things. Because uh, Jeremy's actually uh, fairly new to the comedy side of things. But I know uh, back when, when I was way young, he used to do like party promotions here. When yep. they still had like Westfire and Aquarius and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So, yeah, he's very uh, tapped into the, the vein of like the live, the livelihood and like nightlife of what Rochester's trying to have. Um, so I think he's got his finger on the pulse as far as, you know, getting this thing rolling because we've been pretty successful the last few shows we've had. So, yeah, definitely. Um, real good dude, man. Can't say nothing bad about yeah, him. Yeah, no, I, I, I got a chance to work with him for many years. I remember once um, I was part of this event for Matthew Luther King okay. celebration, and he brought some step dancers. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, so, he knows what he, he knows. He can, I feel like he, he has an eye for talent. I think that's his thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I just want to thank him for all the stuff that he bring over over the years to Rochester. So, what else? What is next for you? For me, um, well, I I was doing the social media thing for a while. That kind of took a step back just to regroup what I wanted to do as far as live performances. Um, I'm working. I actually setting up my own podcast. I'm still just kind of researching podcasts what it takes to make a successful one um and just you know before i go jump right into it i want to come in strong and know what i'm doing so that that's next um i haven't really come up with a name but anybody who follows any of my social media platforms that'll information will be released accordingly and then i'd like to uh, start up my uh, youtube channel and get a regular um if not daily necessarily a weekly vlog going um you know just kind of a day in the life of king funch and uh so that way people can see how much work really goes into what yep. it takes to be a comedian. Because it's more than just being funny. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that people don't realize you're doing. And, you know, so, for example, when you went to Miami, 
are in a show like that, how many other comedians um, are? Four other comedians uh, total, including the MC. There's four of us total. So you have your MC, you have your guest spot, your feature, and then your headliner. So, okay. Yeah. And each spot has different time frame. Well, yeah. How does that work? Depending on how long you want your show to be. Um, typ- okay. Yeah, typically your times will vary. Your headliner does the most time, generally. Your feature act does a decent amount of time, but not nearly as much as the headliner is going to do. And then your guest spot, from my experience, has been anywhere from like five minutes up to like 15. It just really depends on where you want your show to be. So. And so I guess you mentioned already, do you have a material... It varies, depends the day too. What do you see in the news? What's, what is your venue? And See, one of my favorite things, I like to be fresh. I like to um, never necessarily have a set routine. I like to get a feel for the crowd and kind of go from there. So I do my research, like I said, on the people, the news, something that's going on. Um, or even sometimes when I'm at the venue, as I'm watching the other people go up before me, if they say something, I can kind of piggyback on. I'll quick take a mental okay. note of that. And so... And then, you know, there's always that point where you think you're going to say something that's going to hit really hard, and then it doesn't, and you got to get the crowd back with you. Oh. So I always have, you know, a set, of, a set routine or a set stuff in my pocket you know that I can go work. back to. Yeah, so. Nice. Try to mix it up. I try to be as fresh as possible when I'm on stage. So, so have you take? so how long you been doing this now? Um, collectively, I've been doing comedy for about six and a half years. Um, okay. But more consistently, the last two and a half, just getting back into it and staying and staying at it full steam and not stopping. So, and for you, did somebody did somebody took you under their win or or tutor you or mentee meant you? Um, in small ways, yes. I haven't actually had, like, a bigger name necessarily be like, hey, come on the road with me yet. Um, but I've had people who I look up to in comedy, um, and even Jeremy being one of yeah. them, who's just kind of given me an opportunity to get consistent work. Um, and then uh, there's another guy by the name of John Russell up at the Goonies Comedy Club. He runs the open mic. Um, okay. Me and him actually have started working on other stuff outside of Goonies and um, just, you know, putting together our ideas and not necessarily relying on a comedy club to do comedy. You know, even as far as booking our own venues and setting up a show and organizing them, producing them start to finish ourselves. So. And have you take somebody under your wing? Or, or at least yeah, give they, advice to they, younger? Yeah, there's a guy that Or somebody who's with. probably not younger but new into this. Oh, yeah. There's a guy I'm working with right now. Uh, his name is Harrison. He's, I think he's naturally a great storyteller. Um, and I'm just trying to help him learn, you know, the niche of comedy. I, I mean, I'm no expert, of course. I don't feel no, like nobody. anybody is, but I feel like um, I've been doing it long enough to where there's a few pointers I can pass his way, and he definitely bounces stuff off of me. So, yeah, some people I, I like that I've been working with for sure. So, Hey, have you ever had trouble no getting pay? How's that work in this field? Only a couple of times. I've, I've learned that because I'm younger, I got I have to definitely be more conscious that some people will try to take advantage of that and just assume that I don't know what I'm talking about. So um, just being as business savvy as possible, learning the ins and outs, especially from the older cats who've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I've, had, I've only had it happen a couple of times, but I was able to kind of, you know, work it out, make some phone calls, have some people take care of stuff for me. But yeah, that's something that as a young community, you definitely got to be careful because people will stiff you in a heartbeat. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So do they send, like, a contracts over online? How does that work? Or is pretty much just word? Um, I give you my word, show up, and... 
at the level that I'm at, I've only had a couple contracts, but for the most part, a lot of it's, you know, handshake agreements. So, um, wow. yeah, I, I try to make sure that the people I work with, that, uh, you know, they're solid or at least before I commit to something, I got to check, you know, check in the people who work with you and see what they think kind of get a good review on where you are just you know i don't i don't want to make myself like a fool or do some free work so. why is the longest you have drive to a venue uh longest i've driven um about seven hours i think is the longest i've driven yeah we were we were in illinois a little south i think about another hour and a half south of chicago so wow yeah but that's about the longest i've driven anywhere so and once you got there was the spot Uh, <laughs> it was a small, big. <laughs> it was it was a decent was, size. It, the venue was bigger than the amount of people that showed up. But you know, I was just so happy to have the opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, I don't care if it's two people in the audience. I'm gonna put on a show. So that's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I I love comedy. Last time um, I was lucky to be in a conference in in San Diego, and and I went to it was a Monday night. Oh, okay. So I just found a comedy club, and I went there, and it was the. Uh, How you call it? Uh, comic Battles, best comic of uh, Southern California. Oh, okay. man, that was a treat. Oh yeah, it was eleven uh, comedians, and they were you know eliminating each other. The crowd was voting, and yeah, yeah. So it was those that competition, and then on top of that, like the regular comics, and oh, yeah. uh, that was great. So, man, listen, by everybody, please go to the Rochester Civic Theater site that's where you can get the tickets at this point you can get still get the price at $15 oh yeah at the door that day $20 which is still a really good price for three really nice uh, nice performance that's going to be scheduled what else can we say to the people definitely uh, come open minded come ready to laugh uh, you might want to loosen your belt a little bit because you're definitely going to have a good time Um, you know, Pierre Douglas, really hilarious guy. You don't want to miss his set. And definitely stick around for the headliner, Shed G. Like he said, uh, tickets are available at rochestercivictheater.org. Um, if you don't see him at the top of the page, uh, you just want to scroll down to November 15th. You'll see the Funk and Funny Comedy Show, and you can purchase your tickets right through the link. Um, yeah, I'm going to be putting the links here and the information on this episode. It was just going to be a click away. Invite your friends, family. There is only a few tickets left. Uh, make sure you go and check it out. What else is in, uh, what is your next uh, show? My next show will be, uh, I believe it's the probably not the following weekend, but the weekend after. It'll be November 29th and the 30th. I'll actually be hosting for Mo Alexander at uh, Goonies Comedy Club uh, out on West Circle Drive. Um, that information, anyone who follows my social media platforms at King Funch on all social media, uh, that flyer will be posted immediately after this show has uh, come to a close. But yeah, that'll be my next. Yeah, let here. me know, D'Angelo. Anytime we have the mics here open for everybody in the community, if you want, if you have something to share with the rest of the community, please contact us. We make sure that we help you promote your event. Uh, D'Angelo, best wishes for you. Thank you. Hope uh, everybody comes down and check the the show shout out to Jeremy for putting this together and Civic Theater for partnering with, with you guys and offering the venue for everybody oh yeah there's a just a quick shout out there's a couple yeah. other sponsors yeah. in there I want to make sure we leave them out Cashmere Lux um, Sade here she's a hairstylist uh, shout out to her for her sponsorship as well as uh, Keller Williams Premier Realty as well and Fat Dude Productions last but not yeah. least we're going to be putting the poster the flyer the Facebook 
event link so just click there check who's coming invite your friends share this with friends and family and uh man what better time to have fun there's always a good time oh yeah for sure come get these jokes exactly all right guys uh stay tuned for more from the community board podcast you can find us on facebook on the community board on twitter community board itunes community board podcast and soundcloud all right stay tuned well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new, Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk, if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news? To get more culture.